Now it's episode three of Timmy's Range of Opinions. Who knows what he'll talk about except for Timmy and you in about one minute because it doesn't last that long. The secret of the secret song, the secret of the secret song. What's gonna happen in the next 20 or so minutes? What we'll talk about, what we'll talk about. He's gonna do a rap. Maybe not. I don't know. Timmy has to go. Welcome to episode three of Timmy's Range of Opinions. Today, 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 we will talk about my five favorite sports television shows. And I'm not talking about scripted shows. I'm talking about ESPN broadcasts. Or other networks, you know, such as shows as First Take, Mike and Mike in the Morning, those kind of shows. They didn't make the list, but just examples. Firstly, I'd like to give a shout out to my buddy Jazzy Jeff. I kind of ran out of time last time. I had to run down, watch Jeopardy. It was Ken Jennings' uh, first appearance ever. And they're airing it, obviously, but sorry. So sorry. To my friend Jeff, thanks for letting me use our uh, talks about wrestling. And for hiring me on my first job. And for always being around to help me out with getting other jobs. Just shout out to Jazzy Jeff. So. As they say in Hollywood. Not really know. Where to like Let's get started with my top five favorite sports shows. Coming in number five. It would be very, very much higher. But in the past six, seven years, it has gone downhill because ESPN doesn't care about baseball anymore. Number five is Baseball Tonight. Baseball Tonight has been going on since 1990. Until today. They currently say, but there's really basically one episode Sunday night, Sunday night before the game, and it's mostly about the game coming up, so it's not the same. Remember the good old days where they had, like, going, going, gone, they show you the top home runs of the night, or let's say, like, our pool host, it's his 400 home run, they show that, you know, like, and they show the distance, and of course, of course, there's a Buster Odeon. Tim Kirchin. Like, you can't beat those guys. They always have the top news, and Kirchin always has some random story. Like, remember Mike Trout? Mike Trout. That's a terrible Kirchin impression, but we're going with it. Mike Trout wants to talk in training. You see that trash can out there? I'm going to try to hit a baseball right into that trash can lid. And you know how good he is? That ball went right into the trash can. Watch out. Number one forever. Which I agree. Watch out as a man. But you had Tim Kirk, and you had Whip, and of course, the, my favorite thing of the day was the Web Gems. Oh man, just like hearing that. Remember that noise? Like when there's an update, you know, for like the 10.30 games or finishing 10 o'clock games, a walk-off homer, or, you know, it's... Some great win. Anyway, I do have a Tim Kirkton story. I took it from 
uh, Dan Levitard show, where Stu Gatz is a radio show. But, like, Tim Kirkton, such a fun guy. He just seemed like a genuinely awesome guy. And apparently, he's a very great basketball player. Like, he's really, really good. So, they would talk about dreams one day, like, you know, like, Dan Levitard, his show always just goes off on random talking points. Like, they go from talking about is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback in the league to Dan had a weird dream last night and you guys have recurring dreams. So Kirkshin called him one time. Like he had happened to be there that day that they were talking about dreams. So they asked Kirkshin, so like, do you have any weird dreams? And apparently like Tim Kirkshin has a recurring dream that like he's at the free throw line and he has to make the shot to win the game for his team. So Kirkshin has a basketball in his hand. He takes a shot, and the shot turns into a towel. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever heard, but, you know, it's classic Tim Kirkshin. And that man, he's just hilarious. The baseball tonight, like, it was just... Usually 10 o'clock, it came on every weeknight. And it was just so fun to watch. I just miss all the highlights. I, like, that's the thing about ESPN that's fallen so much. That's why SportsCenter didn't make my list. Because back in the 90s, it was one of the best shows. But, like, now all they do is interview people and an have analysts on. Like, that's what their, all their other shows do. It's like, show some highlights of games. It's ridiculous. Like, they show some football highlights and they talk about the game about one game for 20 minutes while all the other games get covered for... You know, about 20 seconds. So, ESPN's falling apart for best. I mean, not ESPN, or ESPN as, as well, but SportsCenter specifically has fallen apart over the past 10 years. Yeah, it's sad. But, number five is baseball tonight. So, number four, we'll go to a show that's also currently still airing. This show airs five days a week. During the pandemic, you can find them on... They share some clips on YouTube now. But I think they're on uh, Random Sports Centers as, as well, but not really sure. But usually you can find this you can, uh, this show at 5 o'clock on ESPN. And this show is Around the Horn with Tony Reality. And this show started in 2002 with Max Kellerman. Yeah. I never really got into Max Kellerman and didn't think he was a great host. But 2004, Tony Reality, as we'll talk about him later, he's also a stat boy for Party Interruption. He's, he's like a great host and he's very up to date with sports news, obviously. And like, you can meet the, uh, the panelists. It's like the show's premises are four panelists and each round they knock off a panelist and they get down to the final two. And every Wednesday gets FaceTime to talk about Whatever they want for 30 seconds. So, like, uh, I'd say my four favorite panelists of all time. Because there's been so many, like, Lil Wayne's been on there for a day, and Mark Cuban, and just some random people. But my four favorite regular panelists of all time. I'd say are Woody Page. He's good for a classic life with his chalkboard. Yeah, like, in the back the corner with some corny joke on it. J.A. Donde, he just knows his stuff. Jackie McCall, Jackie Mack, like her and Tony have a fun relationship. It's like a mom and a son. 
Jack and Max, very knowledgeable, and there's tons of bouts for her. She's from the Boston, she writes for the Boston Globe, and she's very, very insightful. And I'd say last but not least is a new a newcomer, Izzy Gutierrez. He brings some unique perspectives on sports, and like I've grown to know Izzy through like the Dan Le the Dan Lebatard show, and he's a very unique personality. And one of my favorite parts about Round the Horn is the very end when Tony Reilly says, uh, we'll see you in 23 and a half hours. And he always throws a paper at the camera, tries to hit the camera dead on. And sorry, Reilly, like, you do it about less than 1% of the time, but when do you do it, man? It's always classic. And it's hilarious and so excited. It's just a great intro. Da, 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 da. It's around the horn. Here's Tony Reality. Hey now. It's a classic. It's moving on, number three. Some of my close friends and relatives know about this show because I made them watch it a few times because I think it's one of the funniest shows ever. It's uh, called Cheap Seats Without Ron Parker. And it stars Randy and Jason Sklar, the Sklar brothers. And the show was, it's a, yeah, it's semi-sitcom, like, yeah, uh, the show is called Cheap Seats Without Ron Parker because it started with Ron Parker wanting to get something off a shelf and he gets injured and the Scar Brothers have to take over because they're the next on the death chart. They're number two and number three in the Cheap Seats death chart. Number four was uh, Ryan Leaf, sadly, we never got there. Well, or happily. So this show, uh, Cheap Seats, without Ron Parker, follows uh, the Sklar Brothers as they, it's kind of like Mystery Science Theater, if you've ever seen that show, where they look at old, uh, terrible movies and rip on them. This is like, they look at old ESPN footage from the 80s and 90s when ESPN didn't have uh, rights to, you know, NHL, NBA, Baseball, NFL, and like you know, they did show great outdoor sports, world's strongest man. Uh, Steve Garvey specials were always hilarious because the Squad Brothers always ripped on Steve Garvey. They actually got a retweet from the uh, Squad Brothers from a Steve Garvey post I sent to them, and they also um, ripped on kids a lot with the spelling bees. Like they showed spelling bees in the past and they just rip on the kids. It's hilarious. And it's miniature golf. I'd say my favorite all time cheap seats uh, segment is there's a yo yo segment about this kid. Like he was probably eight, nine years old. And like he was in the yo yo national championships. And like they uh, go, he's riding his bike past his house and there's his address. <laughs> And they go on this whole rant like, ESPN, I can't believe that you didn't edit out this boy's address. He lives at 742 Evergreen Terrace of Springfield, uh, Connecticut. Like, how dare you not do that? <laughs> so it's just funny, like, and they're like, if you take, if you look on the map, if you take a left on Route 60, and then make a right on Mayfield Circle, and then make another right on Evergreen Terrace, there's his house. So if anyone wants to get this kid, now they can so I just always thought that was hilarious. 
but to each his own. But there's uh, many guest stars like appeared in that show like before like they were really big stars. And, like I have a list here which includes Jim Gaffigan, comedian, uh, H. John Benjamin from Bob's Burgers and Archer, Kristen Chow, who plays Louise on Bob's Burgers, Eugene Merman, who plays Gene on Bob's Burgers. It's like a Bob's Burgers reunion. Uh, Zach, Gal Gal uh, Zach Galifianakis. That's a five-time star. Uh, Ed Helms from The Office. Nick Kroll from The Kroll Show, as well as The League and other funny shows. Aziz and Zari from Parks and Rec. And Paul Rudd was actually on an episode. And the final episode actually features a giant demon taking over as the Scar Brothers think they finally got promoted to be anchors on ESPN, but they're actually just interns. So it's a sad ending, but funny, as it should be. And so they still do, like, a podcast, and you can follow them, search Scar Brothers on Google. So they're still out doing their comedy specials and stuff. And that's... Um, now for number two on my list is a fairly and uh, cheap seats ran from 2004 to 2006 yeah four seasons about uh, I'd say 72 episodes I think so alright back to the list so number two on my list is a newer ESPN show entirely questionable with Dan Lebetard and Poppy this has been airing from September 2011 until the present. Right now, each day they release about three clips on YouTube. It's called Highly Quarantined. And so they are all from their houses, but, you know, I guess doing a Zoom call or some, some app. So at least we still got some fun stuff, even though there's not much to talk about. So, like, I originally, like, I've watched most of these shows like yeah, like back when I was uh you know I'd have a DVR I always DVR the show watch it for 20 minutes it always is there for a good laugh and it's different from the other sports shows like Around the Horn and BTI like this show has like more of a comedic factor like the first I'd say six seven minutes like the first segment of the show talks about the current sports news but then they go to this then they go to a segment called Do You Question. So this is like, they show like a clip of a, you know, say like a bicycle rider riding, standing up, and then he flips over and somehow lands on his bike. And like they just show like all these ridiculous clips that, you know, none of the other ESPN shows ever show. And so then their final segment is See or No, which each night they show... I mean, they, they go over, like, what's on TV that night, and Dan, his dad, Poppy, and another analyst have to say, see or know if they're going to watch it. There's been a running gag with the Bachelorette, because, like, yeah, ESPN owns, like, everything nowadays. ESPN owns ABC, so every Monday night, when the Bachelor or the Bachelorette's on, they the producers always put the bachelorette on there, and like Dan's got, gotten so tired of it that he leaves. And they put that on, it's like, I'm out of here. But the best part about uh, Highly Questionable has been Poppy. Poppy is Dan's actual father, 
He came over from Cuba, I think back in the 1960s, and provided for his family. And uh, there's a funny story about how Poppy proposed to his wife. So apparently they were just eating dinner at home one night. And like, he had like a, um, he was just eating a meatball. Just, he just had it like on his fork and he's like, hey, do you want to get married? And that's how he, how he proposed. And so Poppy's always there. Like, he always, he just says see to everything. Like, Poppy used to love LeBron James when he used to the Miami Heat because the show is based in Miami from where Dan and Poppy are from. And uh, once Miami, and once uh, LeBron left Miami, then Poppy hated LeBron. Call him uh, LeGroin because he injured his groin. And so even like, now, when they talk about see or no Laker game, he still says, see, because he wants to see LeBron get crushed by Ricky Rubio. I can't do it as well as Poppy extends ours out. And Poppy, he always loves a Cuban athlete because they're from Cuba. And he's just always there to make everything funnier. And like, at the end of the show, yeah. Goes to give a handshake to like the special panelists, and half the time he like fakes the handshake and like, oh, I got him. They get out a little thing that pops off with confetti. It's pretty funny. The best years I'd say of High Questionable was when Bonnie Jones was on there for three or four years. So it was uh, Dan, Poppy, and Bobani. And like, Bobani's a very smart guy. And so, like, this had, like, you know, Dan has his, he has his opinion, which isn't too outrageous, and then Poppy has his crazy opinion, and Bomani kind of rounded it out with his sensible opinion. But, like, you know, it was fun to see Bomani get, and, like, he's a funny guy as well, and he's, you know, it was nice to see him and Poppy and Dan, all, they all got along, and Poppy called Bomani his favorite son. And the reason, like, I started watching Out of Questionable uh, from day one was because Levitar used to be on Pardon the Interruption, like, as a special guest sometimes. And, like, you know, everyone would be like, oh, no, Dan's here. But, like, you know, they loved him in reality. But, like, he, I got to know of Dan because of that. I didn't really know him before that. But once I saw he was getting his own show, and, like, I was so excited. And I remember watching the first episode with Poppy and fell in love with Poppy. So if you want like a sports show where you get some sports knowledge and then some random just clips of, you know, there's a clip of a Spider-Man doing a backflip and doesn't end well. There's a lot of hilarious clips out there just like old ladies dancing and Poppy go, oh, see, see. And he tells next day, I had to sleep on the couch for the past week because I said, Said the bad thing yesterday about liking that old lady on dancing. So it's a great show. But my number one overall is the original, at least my, like the original to me, and still airs to this day. It debuted in October 2001. It's part of the interruption with Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. This show is just the classic sports show like the first segment they go over the top sports news of the day and Tony and Mike like they've known each other for a very long time like probably 
30, 40 years, I'd say. Like they've worked before this show and during the first few years of the show. They worked uh, at the Washington Post together. And uh, it's great because like Tony's got like an I-95, a convenience that Will Bond always called I-95 Homer. Because like Tony's from New York and always roots for you know, like the Giants and uh, not really the Yankees. But he's like more of a I ninety five homer and like, you know, it's always always I ninety five with him and Will Bond's from Chicago. And so like he's a big Chicago Bulls fan and the Cubs and you know, all the Chicago teams and it was great when the Cubs won in two thousand sixteen. That was great for uh Will Bond. It's fun to see him on this new uh what's it called? The Jordan the Last Dance documentary. Wabans always loves Chicago. So this show is as a, the first segment, like I said, it's regular sports, and they go either they talk to someone for five good minutes, they call it, or they do like a little game where the announcers or in the past before Tony Rialli moved on to just around doing around the horn, Rialli will come out and host a game like over under. One interception for Tom Brady this week. And like Tony and Mike would give their opinions on, you know, whether they thought it'd be over or under. And each episode they have happy times. So they have like a happy birthday to someone in the sports world or someone closely related. Most of the time it's the sports world. And they have a happy like on this on this day, like happy memory on this day, like two years ago, like actually I think Bartolo Colon hit up his first and only home run ever. Then they have happy trails, like when someone gets knocked out of the playoffs, or you know that someone gets uh, has a bad night and gets thrown out of the game, ejected from the game. And then they have some melancholy happy trails when people pass away, and so. Then back until 2014, Tony Reale, he was doing uh, Around the Horn as well as being the Stat Boys until they until he moved to uh, New York. So Tony Reale was always there as the Stat Boy, and like they'd ask, he'd uh, correct their mistakes throughout the show and give them like maybe like there's some, been some updates since they started filming the show like. Let's say Brett Favre signed with the Vikings back in the day. So reality, reality was there for that. And he was, as I said, like the host for some games. And reality, he was always funny. Like if there was some important uh, basketball game that night, he'd say, ball night. And we'll bond. They'd all laugh together. So it just seems like it's a genuinely, like they all have a great time together. Now I miss reality on the show, but. He had to move, and it seems like he's doing great. But Stat Boy, he was, he was awesome. And at the end of the show, like, usually, like, a minute left, they go the big finish, where they go over smaller topics that they didn't cover for the day. Like, what do you think about the Ravens beating the Browns? Like, is that going to spring forward? And then they're usually the last thing they say, like, they have, all right, tonight, Monday Night Football, the Raiders versus the Broncos. Who do you got? And one of them will make the pick. 
in the very beginning of the show, like they always start out with some like joke about uh, usually Tony doing something ridiculous. And like Obama say, Hey Tony, I heard uh, someone got arrested for stealing socks from Walmart last night. And Tony's like, Well, it's had two for free. And like that, and like, then they just go in the show and something ridiculous. Another one of my favorite ones was uh, I looked up online. You can find a lot of them on YouTube, the openings. And like Mike, Michael Bond says, Tony, can you believe that uh, they found water, that water can live on Mars? And Tony says, really? What about Uranus? And that's like always been a running joke of Tony. He always has some dumb Uranus joke. So that's always been a classic. So that shows that's been it's been on it's the longest October two thousand one, and it's still going strong today. And it's just, they're doing kind of like the same thing with like little clips and like they like they're on a sports center. Like it's shorter. It's probably like ten minutes now because there's not much sports news to talk about. But it's a lot of fun still, and you know they're being safe and we hope we. Sports gets back to normal, just as life gets back to normal soon. But, so again, my top five favorite sports TV shows are number five, Baseball Tonight. Number four, Around the Horn with Tony Reale. Number three, Cheap Seats. Number two, Highly Questionable. And number one, Pardon the Interruption, or PTI. And while talking about that, I thought about What's my favorite radio show? Really, there's only one radio show I, I listen to. And it's Dan Levitar with Stu Gatz. And that show is just, it's pretty hilarious. Like it goes on random tangents about anything. Like I told you about the Tim Kirkwood story. That was from the, his uh, dream about throwing a basketball turn into a towel. That was from Levitar. Like when they were just talking about sports and they asked him about a dream. It's like Levitar, like they talk about sports issues, but they go off on tangents. And every Monday, there's a Stugatz weekend observations. And so he'll go over what happened on the weekend. Usually, like an eight, nine minute segment. It's pretty good. It's pretty hilarious. Like, who? He's a big Jets fan, the Knicks fan, so he's always disrespecting the Knicks and the Jets. And then. Um, next, <clears throat> the next best part is Mike Ryan, he's their producer, he's, he's a hilarious guy, like, if he's like a big, he's a DJ, so he actually got some big gigs during the Super Bowl since it was in Miami, he played for Gronk and uh, Shaq shows, like, as part of their shows, like, I guess that's like a couple day event. But like he's created some songs like this Mike Pout, uh, Pouty song. So you have to look that up in the, on YouTube. Um, and this show actually, Dan Levitar Stugatz actually started on local radio in 2004. And then ESPN radio picked up in 2013. It's been known ever since then on ESPN radio. And she, right now it's on from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. No, sorry, it's on from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. Well, Monday through Friday, sorry. 
And so you get a unique perspective and different different sports kind of show. Yeah, you also have Roy from Roy's Realm where it talks about his life or just what his opinions on stuff and they pretend like he's they're back in this medieval times and like what do you mean a patriot? What is a charger? Stuff like that. It's dumb, but it's funny. Another, uh, if you want another clip of really what the show, you know, like what you should expect from the show, you should look up uh, Dan Levitard fake Mike Gruden or fake uh, Gruden impression. I'll correct that. If you want to look, you should look up Dan Levitard fake Gruden Brothers. It's like, they had a clip of uh, Guillermo, he puts up the polls, and he's a, another producer, he does a lot to help the show out. But like he was um, pulled out like the, like he used, he used to slam from the Monday Night Football game from about six, seven years ago. And it's Jay Gruden talking about slams, like, oh, I love slams. It's like, everybody check this out. And then Mike Ryan does a, I love slams. And apparently uh, Chris Cody is also part of the show. He's, Forget exactly what he does, but he's he's a funny guy. He plays a uh, Jay Gruden, John's little brother, who was the coach for the Redskins. Then he's like, and he couldn't find his quarterback. So he's like, "Where's Robert? Where's Kirk?" I'm like, wait a second, did you? How did you lose your quarterbacks, Robert? I'm like, John's like, could I, uh, could I help you find them, Robert Kirk? <laughs> so it's just like a uh, three minutes that. Uh, clip it's really funny. They, they play hide and seek, <laughs> and they go, All right, I'll count one, two, three. And oh, don't, don't, don't forget about four. I love four. Four, I'm like, Oh, tag, I see you. Tag, you're it. So, Dan loves our show, which you got is an hilarious show, and so. Now we get to Timmy's prediction of the day. And as you get to see, there's not much to predict on sports nowadays, but so I'm sticking with the NFL free agency. The other day I predicted that the Colts would trade Jacoby Brissett to the um, Patriots. So it hasn't happened yet, but I believe it will happen because it just makes sense. So I'm sticking with NFL, and my belief is that Cam Newton, who remains unsigned, will sign with the uh, New York Jets as a backup to begin, but let's be honest, Sam Darnold doesn't look that great. I'm like, yeah, see, it maybe not, hasn't had the best receivers and stuff, but from my eye test, and <laughs> I'm not an expert or anything, but uh, sometimes you can just tell a quarterback is not going to win it. He has, just doesn't have it in him. And so my bet is that Cam Newton goes there for six, seven million dollars a year. And like they start the season with Sam Darnold, but eventually I think Cam will take over and try to prove that he's not done. And so if he does that, I think he just signs a one year deal. So if he does that, he can become free agent again and go out and try to find a new home or maybe the Jets will keep him around and dump Darnold. So that's my sports prediction of the day. 
And I would like to thank Code Red for helping me get through this show. Code Red. The Red will do it. I don't know what that means. But it tastes so good. But thank you all very much for listening. And I hope to talk to you soon. I don't know when that will be or what I'll be talking about. But I'll figure it out. Thank you for listening to episode 3. We talked about favorite shows and Poppy. It was a good time. And thanks again to Jeff from the other day. I hope y'all have a healthy and safe day.